up by McDonald and the favourite is sticking to the task. It's Lindemann a length, three quarters to Pericles, who's almost level now. Yes, Pericles draws level with Lindemann. They're well clear from the rest. It's Pericles trying to get the upper hand from Lindemann. Drifting out Pericles from Lindemann. Lifting, lifting hard. Oh, it's a thriller. All right, it was a Nash special, especially on Lindemann for the Rose Hill Guineas last week. We've been mentioning it for a couple of weeks now, posting about it, um, the big odds that we, oh, I was on for Lindemann. Nash got it home just. It was when, according to plan, he went to the front. James came down the outside on Pericles, the horse from down south, and Nash somehow picked it up off the canvas to get the nose home. Uh, I don't think many jocks could have done that besides Nash, so... Uh, really good win, Lindemann, and then obviously it was Golden Slipper Day with a bunch of other Group 1s there happening as well, where Shinzo took it out with Ryan Moore, one of the greats from overseas, out here to ride it. But welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. We're recording in Newport today. Kohai and Tom are both here. We've just gone over to the Newport Arms or the Newport to uh, the newer folk. Uh, had a couple of beers, and now we're here to talk about uh, some of the Rose Hill action, Flemington, and maybe even a bit of the Valley on Friday night. Uh, boys, what did we make of Saturday? Tommy, I assume you were out in the truck sweating bullets in in there, but um, what do you think? What, give me give me thoughts on Lindemann. I heard that you didn't think it got there. Yeah, uh, yeah, Coe and I were talking at the time, and we thought it yeah, may have just got pipped. It was... Um, it was very close, but yeah, it just uh, held on. It was really good, actually. Really brave to hold on like that, and Nash, uh, Nash doing very well. But yeah, Saturday was hectic. It was the heat was cooking out there, huge. But um, still a big crowd. I think twenty one thousand. I think the stories of the day out there were really good. I think Tyler winning his first Group One was um, it was just a really good feel good moment. And I know Coolmore. And Waller winning the slipper is probably not not your ideal, but the, the, the first time, it, yeah, yeah, for the first time. And a lot of people Waller has said Waller can't can't train two year olds, and he said for six months this is his slipper horse, and he's been really confident about it. And the times last week didn't back it up at all, but um, they flew in Ryan Moore, and he he did the job. He did did amazing. So that was a great story as well. And I thought Animo had one of his best runs ever. So. Um, just yeah, story after story there. I, I my um my only collect was on Opal Ridge, who I thought was huge too. So uh, another one for sure. Tyler, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it was a really good day and good couple of days coming up too. What'd you make of Saturday, Coey? Um, what was your favourite part of the day? Was it a bit of Golden Slipper action? I know you had a ton of futures on the Slipper, which is that one of them? Definitely wasn't. Yeah. And I knew that it was uh, Waller's number one seed uh, going into the Slipper. He was asked. To Asked the question, I guess, is it Lazago the better or was Shinzo the better? And he Mm -hmm. said, I think Shinzo has that little bit more X factor. Although Lazago is very consistent. uh, If I were to pick today, it'd be him, the boy. And lo and behold, yeah, just smashed it. And Ryan Moore was a great addition. Um, He's going to be riding in Dubai. Like, he's absolutely just just everywhere in in the world at the moment. Mm. And there's a reason why J-Mac... Loves seeing Ryan Moore, you know, and classifies him as the yeah. number one jockey of the world. I mean, you he gave saw a rap, didn't he? Yeah, you, you saw what he can do. He won two from two on the weekend um, with Dubai Honor. And I was going to ask you about that. Like, that Dubai Honor win, everyone has already said Dubai Honor v Animo. 
I think the scary. Water- they were saying that even if it gets a bit wet and a bit softer and stuff, more to come from Dubai Honor. If they prefer the camp, prefer him to be on a little bit of give. Yeah, a bit of pommies, yeah. And it, I mean, at the moment, I mean, the long range forecast suggests that there is little bits of dribs and drabs coming, but it would it won't be anything that we've seen in the last yeah, yeah. twelve months. Or this time last year, we we saw <laughs> torrential. So. It'd be nothing like that, but they could get that wish and it might race towards a soft five. Yeah. I'm not sure, but uh, as soon as the race was run and won, it was into six bucks. Animo won the following race and it remained at six bucks and then through the days, like that's what today's where Thursday, now it's an equal favourite at yeah. two, 250 or thereabouts in the Queen Elizabeth and it's, it's a mouth-watering clash. Like this is like... It is definitely got the vibe of a day versus very elegant 2.0. Massively. Um, 250 a piece. That's so unusual. It's for in a group one like yeah. of this caliber. And his last run was only a couple of lengths behind. Not even not even two lengths behind Bede. Yeah. Mm. So he's definitely got the form. And I think a few people have taken aim at Australia's Way for Age stocks. But it's always going to be hard when you've got three different races. Um for a lot of money at different distances for the best horse on the same day. So I think it actually, I think the Queen Elizabeth will be a great race. Even even around those two, if Montefilia can back up this week and um, we ended up getting eight really good horses last, was it last year or the year before? Yeah, with it as well. Actually, it was last year with Think It Over as well. So, um, yep. yeah, it'd be really interesting. It, it, it's so exciting to see. Like, I, I want the local crop to win these group ones, mm. right? But I love the fact that we're getting international flavour back. We're getting the Japs back. We're getting the UK contingent. And at the end of the day, like, unlike their festivals that they host over there, like your Royal Ascots and your Cheltenhams and your so forth, this is a whole carnival. This is a three-month period where we have solid racing on the calendar and it fits into their calendar really well as well, whether it's autumn or spring. So we could see a lot more Europeans come let's say, September this mm. year to challenge something like the Golden Eagle. The, you know, like obviously Yulong made the big investment of buying alcohol-free to sponsor their spot in the Everest. Yeah, weird, yeah. And things like that. Like there are so many narratives to be written right now, but the Golden Eagle is a big giant carrot dangling over the top of the Europeans going, hey, we've got a great four-year-old right now. Let's, there's a... $15 million race down under, why not, you know, and then on top of that, the features around it, there's plenty of group ones that they can run in as well. Why the hell not? Uh, I think it's, it's uh, it, once again, the initiative from Racing New South Wales is pretty enormous and it, we wouldn't be there or here if it wasn't for them. So mm. it's exciting times. It hurt being on cylinder at 50s and coming second, but I'll take it. Um, Animo, though. Animo's run in that race, obviously drew wide, three wide the trip, still got home, still all it had to do was win. Fangirl, another placing, ran really well. But people are looking at Dubai Honours win. Yes, it ran away and whatever. But I think that the other rides were kind of, it just was an odd watch, especially the likes of Mwanga and stuff. But I can't say that Animo wasn't extremely impressive. It was really good, I think. Really, so really tough. I don't know. Two fifty a piece is a bit stiff. It's a bit hard. So I don't really know even what to do there. So I'll probably be uh, 
brushing that. Um, SRM, you mean? Yeah, same race, multi. So, obviously, Tommy mentioned Tyler winning a Maria Mia. That was a really good run up the inside. Uncommon James still still ran pretty well. Uh, but Zapateo, a lot of people made that uh, one of their one of their best. Um, it was something that I had in futures, not for this race, but that was really good. Uh, anything else at uh, Rose Hill? Not really. We've already just mentioned Lindemann and stuff. Uh, I think Sir Lucan, the distance race that's going around again this week, that's one of the futures we have going into the Sydney Cup. But I don't know about anything else. I can't even remember what ran on in Melbourne. So Mr. Brightside won. Oh, that's right. All-star mile. That was unreal. And it's really good. I love the Hayes boys. Yeah. And the inevitable, the big, the big ran really well. Okay, Dazzy coming right. third, yeah, yeah. It's a weird race. The fact that um, Sosi Bond got a start as nineteenth emergency is quite bizarre. Um, but there was another. Was it on the weekend that Theo Nugent fell? Another bad fall. That was on Saturday. Yeah. Horse put put down too, which is pretty brutal. But there's a lot of falls happening at the moment. And um, there was a tweet from Ben Mellum. Ben, yeah, Mellum. Yeah, I saw that during the week saying, you know, like they're we're riding too much and. Where do we draw the line? Obviously, you want the star athlete that we are to be competing at at peak fitness. We're overworked, this and the other. And I, at the end of the day, I have to agree. But at so, the same time, how do you retain a ride if you can't put in elsewhere? Like, it's it's kind of it's I think, um, double-edged. I think he only had three rides on that Saturday, but I think he was directed more at Jamie Carr, who had been yep. to Hong Kong. Riding everywhere, yeah. Had been coming back and... Doing promotion, doing a lot of yeah. this, that, and the other. Um, you got to manage yourself as much as anything else, and you see some jockeys can take time off and go recharge the batteries or whatever, or some will just keep riding until they get hurt. So, um, so what he what he said? He said the elephant in the room needs to be addressed. Victorian workload on racing participants is far too high. Turnover and revenue is important, but not at the expense of people's lives. Fatigue kills. Hopefully three near-death experiences in three weeks is enough. Race riding requires mental clarity for split-second decisions. Wednesday twilight, Thursday night, Friday night, track work, trials, four and a half, four to five days a week. Racing 24-7, 365 days a year. It's not sustainable. If meetings aren't scheduled, people simply can't go. Dominic Byrne, so you see him on Twitter a fair bit, he said, Hello, Ben. Focusing solely on flat races in Victoria, there are far too few jockeys and apprentices to carry the workload. To match national averages, Victoria needed 80% more apprentices plus 16% more jockeys than they have in 2022. That's pretty full on. Well, it's it's odd as well because I think there's uh, Jockey Jet Stanley got turned away from Melbourne yep. to come ride and now he's riding for Annabelle. So they can't be just turning away jockeys when obviously Dominic Byrne, who's very well respected in the industry, um, is saying these stats as well and they're very picky on who they use there. But yeah. You're right, yeah, they they definitely need more and um Victoria actually with that Thursday, Thursday night, Friday, Friday night and Saturday, there's a lot of race in there. So Ben does have a massive point, but Yeah, if um, you're riding track work and then you're riding like Packingham night as well. And you don't want to say no to a trainer because what if they get a good one mm. and you've been riding yeah. them for them for a while, you want you want that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um it's very true. And a quick quick shout out, um, on the injury front, so to speak, as well, I guess, is trainer, I think he trains out of Wyong, Tracy Bartley. Um, he got hurt quite, heard that, yeah. quite badly yeah. yesterday morning, I believe. So he I was, think it was a few days ago. A few he, days ago. Uh, he hadn't come out of ICU. I think he was coming out of it today. I think he was the, getting operated today. Yeah. The, uh, 
we've got a horse with him, and he's he's cruising an update saying he had uh, kidney and internal in- injuries, sternum, yeah, yeah. But he should have been coming out of ICU soon, so really well, hoping. Yeah, fingers crossed uh, everything goes smoothly for him because he's one of the nice guys in the industry, 100%. and um, once again, he was just literally is a master horseman and a, a, a great ex jockey, this and the other, and I think it was just throwing a rug over the. The horse, and it was just that simple, and the horse just acted up, and unfortunately, yeah, he got the the short end of the stick, and yeah, and yeah, copped he it. absolutely copped it. But yeah, uh, best wishes for uh, Tracy. Yep, definitely. All right, we got Rose Hill this week. Uh, you at the track on this weekend, or a yeah. week off then championships? No, I'll be. Doing it from studio. Love that. Uh, all right. Midway kicks things off. One of the worst races of all time. I hate the midway, but Astero is going around. Zach Lloyd getting the ride. Zach Lloyd comes back from suspension, was it yesterday, Wednesday? Got himself three winners and a couple of placings. So riding um, riding well, but also getting in trouble. So Zach Lloyd is coming two for Matty Smith at 4.20. Uh, Lancaster Bomber, Chad Schofield's riding for Richard Litt. Zach, um, sorry, Chad. Uh, rode the horse last start where it beat the Stiro and had a good win. Chad got unlucky, especially um, in the slipper, didn't he? Two up is there. Uh, it's always been one of mine. Tom Marquand gets the ride. Had a run at Newcastle last start. Others in even figures. Border Control, Car Park, Byron, uh, Tampering, Miss Einstein. There's a few. It's a bloody big race. There's about 17 in the race. But, um, Tommy, it's always fun to kick things off with a midway. Do you like anything? Um, yeah, I actually don't mind tampering. I thought the trial was uh, pretty good. Just Elfari has been riding um, very well down south for a while now, and she gets to go in town claiming three. I think that that would be really good. Um, drifted a bit since opening, but I think um, Kerry Parker's done really well with a horse like this. So I'm going to back it at $11 and one at odds. Uh, Schiller aboard Booper um, in a bit of a stronger class, but definitely... Um, Definitely on its day can really compete with a field like this. Same with Oxford Tycoon, but uh, just at the weight, Schiller riding really well. Booper, each way bet. Coey? I'm going to go Zachy Lloyd on Astero here. I think he maps perfectly. Uh, he will be ninth up this preparation, so he, he just hasn't stopped running. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit full on. Uh, but I do see him landing a, a decent spot from that barrier. I know he'll be carrying 60 kilos, but gets two kilos off. So, well, I mean, he will be running at 60 kilos, should I say. Uh, he's hands down the most experienced campaigner in this field. Lancaster Bomber was a great win last start, but uh, I think the draw and where he maps has him a little bit awkward. So I want to be kind of near the speed... Uh, with a bit of cover, and I see Estero get a great run, and just a little query on my deal as well. But great first up record, uh, should off the should sit off the speed, rattle home late, but Estero for mine. Okay, Estero. Just looking outside, it's raining outside. Um, all right, the years is going around as favourite in race two, 1,400 metres. Uh, the Regan Bayless drawn pretty wide for the Waterhouse camp on the drift, though. Amur is there, Nash aboard, 440 on the drift as well. There's been a couple in this race that have been um, smacked by the market. Brave Mead is one of them. Johnny Allen is riding Kieran Murray and David Eustace at 11 into fives. Disneck is there, but the one that's um, sort of been a few yarns about is Waverley, Johnny Sargent's runner. Was as much as thirty-four dollars yesterday. It's now twelve. It did get into as much as eight when I looked yesterday. Miss Gent, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. A Gent or Gent. It's um, the Norm Gardner runner. It's pretty much half its quote. It's twenty-six into twelve, uh, and then there's uh, a couple of bigger odds. But um, Tommy, I'm guessing that Brave Mead, Waverley, Miss Gent, has pretty much the only ones with anything. 
Mate, I'd love to be on Brave Mead here, but I think it's going to be running in Melbourne on Friday night. Right. A um, few people on Twitter suggesting that. So uh, look out for it there. I think even someone got very close to Australian Bloodstock said he'd be winning that race. So watch out for it there. Uh, Miss, uh, I think it's Yent, uh, which is capital of Belgium, I think. Um, but this horse is a uh, – its mother was a half to Sprite. And on debut, it absolutely brained him at $10. And no, I didn't back it at uh, Canberra. But um, $26 into 11 here, I think. Um, I think off that run, um, beat an okay field. And definitely comes to town here with um, against some Black Opal runners and a few others. I don't mind his neck, but I'll be specking on Miss Yent. Miss Yent. Cody? Um, I can understand why the years is probably favourite. I think the speed map looks to suit. Um, I am looking at the map now, and it appears to be the only likely leader. Uh, from, and you know, typical Waterhouse bot type. Saying that, I am hoping that Brave Mead goes down south, because uh, otherwise, I think he's a great chance taking something like this. <coughs> so, looking around it, I have settled for the two market movers, Waverley and Miss Yent. Yep. Um, I think both of them have plenty of merit. Waverley comes from two 1,100-metre gallops, and it seemed like a typical Johnny Sargent type. It just needs further, and I think it, once it stretches out over 14, maybe even further for all I know, it looks to have that kind of mould of going becoming a miler, so to speak. So 1,400 looks ideal. It'll map probably three pairs back with cover. It'll probably fly late. and. Yep. As for Miss Yent, uh, she ran a quicker last 600 than the Black Opal on the same day, um, and, and and it absolutely pants them, right? So definitely one to keep an eye on. Norm Gardner, no slouch. Uh, looks competitive here, so rather than take the single-figure single quote, mm. I'd rather the two double-figure quotes for me. So Miss Yent and Waverley for an each-way spec. They might get out of it too, you think? They came as much as eight bucks, which is pretty wild. Um the Tullock is Tullock Stakes is next. Um, full of sincerity is the fave. Nash aboard, Annabelle. Uh, stroke of luck is there. Tommy Michael on riding for John O'Shea that's coming off a run at Rose Hill. Major Beal is there. Um, had a good win, I think, at a midweek a few weeks ago. Uh, Timmy Clark aboard. Awesome John is there. And then we're straight out to double figures. Um, even the likes of Osbred Rising Sun. I remember that went around at Rose Hill, came last uh, to Linderman. But... Um, Look, this is tough. I have, I'm none the wiser. Tommy, anything you like? So I think it's something like five out of the last eight winners of this race have gone on to win the derby, including a couple of Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman runners. Yay. And Kiwi. I'm going to stick with the Kiwi here in full of serenity. Sincerity. Sincerity, sorry. Yep. Uh, yeah, Forsman. I, I think... Yeah, I think the New Zealand form, especially this uh, this year, uh, holds up really strong. A lot of people want to tip your Mark Twain going ahead there, and I think Zach Purton's on another Kiwi uh, for the Derby, and Huey's going to be on Sharp and Smart. Yep. So uh, I think the Derby's going to be full of uh, Kiwi runners, and I think this full of sincerity uh, has run well in amongst a lot of them as well. So I think that form is just a touch better. So I want to go with full uh, sincerity here. I know you like Kiwis, Coey. Uh, I'm completely in agreement with Tommy here. I $15 think for the Derby. The Kiwi form has been really 
like it's matched up really well. Whether mm. it's the Imperatriz that's come over, um, so running uh, on Friday night. Yes, in, it's the, in, the, in the William Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Um, Artorias obviously did him right on the line on that occasion, but Artorias, eh? Um, but nonetheless, full of sincerity was one point two lengths behind Sharp and Smart in the NZ Derby, and that form line looks really strong at the set weights yeah. in this event. It looks to map probably midfield with cover. Uh, Andrew Forsman obviously trained under Mar- with uh, alongside Murray Baker, who is one of the great you know Kiwi staying trainers around. Yeah. Um, Bjorn's dad um, and yeah this one looks like another handy type to definitely take this small field Tullock stakes uh, the only one other one I'm kind of speaking out of my pocket but I want Stroke of Luck to be thereabouts I think Stroke of Luck uh, will also be heading towards the Derby lightly raised came second behind Almania last start and I see plenty of upside in backing him again he should probably box seat and then shoot for home so I could probably back both, to be honest. So full of sincerity and stroke of luck. Okay. Tommy's just seen that Mike Tyson picked up Hasbulla and tried to eat his ear in a bit of a bizarre little play. Bloody ads, I can't see it. That's ah, a good stuff. It's always good. <laughs> um, race for the Neville Selwood. So obviously a bit of a distance race in Sunshine Rising. Is this the one that you've spoken about before, Kelly? I think. Nash's award. Um what did it open at? It is pretty much bang on what it opened. Zarek is there. Uh, Timmy Clark aboard. It did have that good win at Rose Hill last two starts ago. And then second to protagonist last start. Uh, third realm. Don't know much about this one. So Anthony and Sam Horse uh, coming out of barrier one. It's an overseas runner. So it's going to get a first starter. Gear up. Huetor. I like Huetor. Benno. Uh, anything else at odds? No compromise. We've talked about that horse awesome. Bunch, even that ruffian cadre du noir. Um, I don't know, Tommy. It's um, it's pretty even at the top. Yeah, Sunshine Rising been consistent in those uh, couple of runs, and Zarek uh, has really been very good this prep. Third Realm had a very nice jump out recently. I've, I've heard it might scratch though. Um, right. Not too sure about that. Gear up's a bit of a question mark, and haven't seen the best of Quetta. Benno. Interests me because it's uh, scratch out of the Aubrey Cup, scratch out of another race uh, on the day to run in this race. So, John O'Shea definitely want to see the best of Benno again, and I think third up definitely will. Um, at fifty five as well is a is a good weight for it. But the other one as well, I'm always talking about no compromise. But I think that run we we're all talking about that run first up was so good, and I think it just might have taken a bit out of him. Um, why was so flat last start? So two thousand meters uh, Rose Hill, I think suits. Um, and at fifteen dollars, I'll have a little spec each way on no compromise. Okay, no compromise at big odds. What about you, Coey? Um, not much more to add in regards to Sunshine Rising and Zarek. They come out of the same form line. I think they have been consistent and great, and they could definitely win this. Uh, I'd be leaning more towards Sunshine Rising because I've. <laughs> I've just lost a bit more money on him, to be absolutely honest. But uh, the only query runner for mine is Gear Up, the Nisham st- from the Nisham stable. And uh, if we're gonna look at overseas form, this guy beat Cleveland two starts back, and Cleveland's obviously taken the Tancred route, mm. and Gear Up has taken this. I mean, it's still a you know stakes race, but at the end of the day, it's a Group Three over two thousand which I have a feeling that it's going to be you know, ready to rock and roll on Saturday. And I think 
if the weather stays relatively dry, so probably no worse than soft five, yeah, which is what the camp probably wants. Soft five, soft five, good four in that range. I think it will relish the ground. It looks to just sit off the leaders, and if it does anything like it did overseas, it's a stakes grade winner. This and the other. So I see it being a really strong chance, and I think it's one to keep an eye out. Okay. So. I'm happy to go Sunshine Rising on top, but Gear Up being kind of like in my back mind. Back mind, okay. Um, the Star Kingdom Stakes, which is uh, one of the more fucking even runners uh, field. We own a smart one. is the current favourite at $7, which is a uh, tough one. Cold Crusher, Chad Schofield, is riding. Uh, his old man had a bunch of rides on this horse. So seven fifty, a couple of bucks for Why Hunter Falls, which is Tommy Marquand. It's drawn very wide, but it's into eight bucks. Clemensu, uh, that was a bit of a tough watch last night. Um, Cannonball won that. Remember, Kelly had that on top. Bacchanalia is there for Godolphin, as well as Ethelric. And then we got Kalino as well in single figures and a bunch of others. Gravina, Never Talk, Kips Bay, Brutality. Brutality's hard, it's quite. Rangers is there as well. Mark Zara. Speaking of Mark Zara, he will come on the show next week. Cancelled on me. Um, but <laughs> $7 the field. Tommy, have you found one? Um, I think $7 for Weona Smart One's pretty good. Um, she was running really consistently in Sydney Stakes and some really good form races last prep. So... I think she's a clear favourite for me. Cold Crush was a bit disappointing last start, but yeah, um, on a day can do well, especially if there's a bit of rain. I think she suited really well, and just the speed concerns me a bit. She didn't lead last. Uh, Cold Crush didn't lead last start, so uh, not too sure what they do there, especially with the plenty of speed with things like um, the face and flying crazy, a few others that definitely can lead. So come on. Come on the face. Um, <laughs> the one, the one roughie that really intrigues me is Jojo was a man. For great first up oh form. God, yeah, uh, trialed well and um, forty one dollars. Won a won a benchmark a hundred before she. Um, he, Jojo was a man. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, I just think a bit of a knockout there. Maybe in each way, Jojo was a man, but definitely we own a smart one. Hard to beat. Time for Shelby to hang him up? Because just every week he's just running. It's running again. I've got a feeling he might scratch out of this if there isn't more rain. Oh, he needs about 10 more runs before he's fit, I think, and then we might see the best of Shelby. Okay. Um, Coey, who are you with? I'm with Tom's. Uh, we yeah, own a smart one, one as well. Yeah. I think it just maps well. I think he will hold the fence. The fact that it's come out of the winner's stakes with, with the likes of, you know, Private Eye. Like, I think that form line is really, really strong. Like, it's extremely strong. And uh, came fourth in a Sydney... Oh, sorry, came third in a Sydney stakes as well. Proper, proper stakes grade horse. Uh, loves it fresh, which is a really big tick. Six starts, five wins. And then, outside of that, this is hands down going to be... An interesting race, to say the least. Like, I see a lot of horses getting trapped wide, and where they map, I'm not sure. So, I, I do think a couple of the back markers could come into play. So, mm. the likes of Brutality and Waihaha Falls. Uh, Never Talk probably wants a bit more rain. Um, really, really tricky speed map, but like, the only consistent part is I do see We Own a Smart One probably holding the fence, leading. Hopefully, stacking, racking in them, stacking them, and going shooting for home. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, seven bucks. Seven bucks the field. I think it's definitely a value play almost. Yep, Maloney aboard too. Yep. 
Um, the Emancipation is race number six. Uh, <laughs> you're right. The cat's just walked past. Um, all right, so Statement is aboard. Uh, Statement is aboard. Statement is the favourite. Johnny Allen uh, is riding for and six dollars into four eighty. Roots is there. Brenton's aboard for Chris Waller. Uh, it's coming off its a ride. Uh, was it who do went? Thalassophile. Um, Torjean eight bucks. Mirror Vision. I think that was something you liked um, a couple of weeks back, Kelly, but it was pretty disappointing. I think in that. I can't remember what race it was now. Yeah, um, a tissue, a twelves, Larkspur Run, Mustang Valley, Glowing Global. So, promise of success. Look, it's probably due for something, but um, another tough race to be honest. Be fine, anything, Tommy? Yeah, very tricky one. I think I want to go with maybe Larkspur Run here. Set a trial, uh, place in a group two uh, behind Hope in Your Heart. Last start, um, I think likes to run fresh. Ryan Maloney aboard as well. Um, I just want to go with something that's had a couple of runs like it rather than some of these fresh internationals. So something like Roots or Larkspur Run really intrigued me, but interesting to see where Statement and a few of these other ones get to. A tissue trolled really nicely as well, but um, and Times Square would really intrigue me, but I don't think I'll run from that gate. So I will go Larkspur Run. Right, you, Coey? Um, let me just go back to the top of the page. I was just making sure that Times Square hasn't scratched yet. Um, it looks like, as Tommy mentioned, I think Times Square will run in that Doncaster prelude. Uh, have a last shot at the stumps in that race to get into the, uh, the into the mile group on feature. Yeah. Um, but as for this, a tissue is interesting. Group two winner, first up record good. Uh, its trial wasn't bad. I didn't think anyway. And uh, the price is definitely what's kind of eye catching. I think you don't see a Waller horse with Nash on board. Going at that price too often anyway. Uh, Cliff's art, luckless, and I've backed it every start this time around and definitely a place a place chance again. Uh, but I want to be on statement. I think it's the one to beat, beat according to the market, and I have to agree. UK record is really strong. Uh, the last two on the trot has been... He's, she's just taken care of the field, essentially. In a, yeah, It's kind of impressive what she's done in the UK during the October season. So the current quote of, what, 460, was it? 460, 480. I want to be with it. I think it could be one of the specials for the day and 1,500 metres looks spot on. Yeah. All right, so that's the Emancipation, first leg of the Quaddy, and it's the Vinery. So Prowess is the favourite. Zara is aboard. $2.50, it's in from two eighty. dollars uh, coming off a bunch of wins. Pavitra is one that I like. I don't mind it. Chad Schofield has got a few good runners. Uh, Fireburn's there at 8 bucks. Soul Choice, Pyrosa, called Die. Um, look, it's a bit, of a, a bit of an odd Vinery. Are you with one of the top two, Tommy? Yeah, I think it's more 50-50 between the two of them. <clears throat> than um, what the market has at the moment. So a lot of support for the Kiwi. I'm going to go the other way just because I think it is a bit 50-50 and you're getting 310 for Pavitra and her her run in the Kemler Grange Classic. She put most of this field to bed and was eased up towards the end and still had a couple of lengths on him. So I think she's come back enormous. And, uh, yeah, I want to follow her. Um, but I think it's a clear top two then a third, then a bit of a drop away. So I definitely think the trifecta will be the one, two, and three uh, in some sort of order. Right. Where are you, Coey? I've, I've ridden it. It will be the Battle of the Peas, and I'm settling <laughs> settling with Pavitra. I think that win in the Kemble Grange Classic was perfect. 
it'll try and replicate exactly that. It'll be on speed and it'll come out humming. Uh, this Kiwi's no slouch either, but I just think that just the fact that it's had that run on the board, uh, it's gonna. It it appears to be flying from all reports, and that price is. I suspect is overs the way I see it. I think the prowess is a little bit on the short side. It's probably unders, and come race day, I think we should be seeing pretty equal money by the end of it anyway. So I think Pavitra for that case and the other minor placings could be filled with Fireburn. I know Portelli's been peachy about how she's going to return over to the 2,000 metres. She's never run over the 2,000 metres, but she's, in the court, according to Gary Portelli, he is really happy with her progress, ready to step up in trip and everything else. So I can't discount that. And Soul Choice is an interesting runner. I don't know how Tasmanian form figures into this, but Gay and Adrian know what they're doing. So I think it might be a chance for the mine money as well. But yeah, Battle of the Peas, Pavitra wins. Pavitra, I am with you. All right, so the Tancred is next. 2,400 metres and Gold Trip is the favourite. The old Melbourne Cup winner, it's drawn wide. Um, and I guess it was a bit disappointing, but I guess, you know, it's um, it's stepping up to 2,400 this week. Montefilia, one of mine. It's on the drift at 360 out the fives, but I'm still on. I like it. Cleveland has been backed. Karen aboard. Uh, that's $11 to six fifty. Knight's Order is there at eight fifty on the drift as well. Bit of bucks for Valen Declare. And Sir Lucan is there. Arapaho is twenty six into eleven. There's been a fair bit of movement in the um Tancred, Tommy. Yeah, um it's been a Glenn Munsey at the tab. A lot of lot of movement for Cleveland. Um, going back through its form. It's a very consistent horse. So Brian, Karen McAvoy's been riding it, um, been out there at Trackwork with it too. Very interesting. Um, I think Montefiore's backup record's really good. Interesting to see how it goes. I think Dylan, great story if Dylan Gibbons can get his first group one as well. I think Gold Trip um, will be fit third up as well. So I think we'll see the best of Gold Trip. A little bit of a tip around for Van de Clare as well. But we've heard that a few times before. And yeah, a couple of seconds so far this prep. So definitely running consistently. Sir Lucan, want to see what it did um, first up again. I'm actually leaning to Stockman. I think if we get a bit of rain or even a bit more rain than we thought, I think fourth up, um, definitely third up, we saw one of his better runs and he's he sort of getting to the fitness where he can do and um, do really good things. And I think Joe Pride's just flying at the moment, clipping it on. Uh, I think this is a race for him, 2,400 metres, really perfect for him. So um, I think we've got a bit of speed as well with Knight's Order, King Frankel, um there's a couple others. I think Val and Declare would probably be a bit a bit handy as well. Uh, very intriguing for me. Uh, I think King Frankel as well is a bit of an HY bet, but I'm going to go with a Ruffian Stockman, I think. Um, closely followed by Montefilia. Where are you, Coe? I'm on Montefilia's camp again. I love the short backup. I think 2,400 metres is where it wants to be, I think. I'm not sure if it's actually nominated for the Sydney Cup. I haven't even checked, to be absolutely honest. It should have, but uh, I, I genuinely think that, yeah, this could be the one that Dylan salutes his first G1. Last week was Tyler, this week it might be Dylan. Um, be nice. That Rayanvert run, it was still solid. I know Dubai Honor took the shortcuts, sprinted away. That turn of foot was electric, and Montefiore still, you know, had a bit of a space between first and second. But I think just the fact that it's going to be third up, over 2,400 metres, uh, I like where it maps. Yeah, big chance for Montefilia. 
Tommy's pretty much touched on everything else. Gold Trip, Vowden Declare, Sir Lucan and King Frankel. I think they can all be thereabouts. And I tell you what, if Gear Up wins the Neville Selwood, I would be... <laughs> Jumping on. I'll be looking at having a spec on Cleveland. I think just that form line is nice to see play out. Montefiore nom for the Queen Elizabeth, not the Sydney. So it's doing the same thing as last year. Interesting. Yeah, right. Interesting. Um, all right, the Doncaster Prelude crosstalk is going around. Uh, this was uh, it won last start, but it was a bit annoying, the, the previous start at Rose Hill. But it is a 350 favourite, a little bit of a drift, a couple of bucks for Waterford, drawn absolutely very wide. Brett Preble aboard, $7. Bit of money for Moon Hamek. Um, not sure, but it is. Uh, it had a really good win at Moon Valley last start. Bandersnatch was good. Luckless, Skyman, Diamil, and then a bunch of others. Riadini's going around again, but um, well, I don't know. Are you giving Crosstalk a go here? No, I want to be with Waterford. I think the wide gate won't matter too much. I think we've got enough speed where he can um, he can find a spot out back. And I, I think Crosstalk helps, yeah. Just plenty of speed. Want to make and few others going forward. So I think it sets up for Waterford. I think, again, third up would be a lot uh, lot better. Preble aboard, 35 and a half. Really like that. And I think could give him a shake and a Donny too. So I want to be with Waterford. Um, the other one at a bit of a price would be Gibbon Royale. thought it's run mm, in the... Um, well, yeah. Yeah, it's run behind Crosstalk in that Newcastle Stakes was a bit of a fright. And again, just something with some genuine pace. I think it can run on really well. So... Each way, Cuban Royale, but uh, go for Waterford. Okay. Waterford for you, Coley? It's drawn very wide. It's tricky. I mean, the, the barrier shouldn't be an issue for it. Uh, just the fact, <laughs> the fact that the, its racing pattern is back. Like, it really likes to run back. And la- I can't take anything away from his last uh, second behind Cepheus. Cepheus, it, that was a peach of a ride. Um he led and just let go at the top of the straight and left everyone for dead. Everyone was just kind of flat-footed when Cepheus took off and subsequently Waterford had to get into his work early and, yeah, uh, he raced on pretty much inferior ground coming down the outside on that day. So definite forgive but a strong second in my eyes. So I have to warrant respect for it. Um, but I am still in Crosstalk's kind of camp. I think that just the fact that it just will be... I wouldn't say it's going to be a picnic up front with mm-hmm. the likes of Caesars Palace, Riadini, their go forward type. So they're, if Crosstalk can just get a comfortable run outside leader, that's probably where I want to see him and then just slow up the tempo and hit the go button 500 out and just leave everyone just flat-footed. And just, It's just the perfect racing pattern for it. It never wins by big margins, but I just see this being... I mean, it being a Group 3 Doncaster prelude, it's the last chance to get in ballot exempt from the uh, the time-honoured feature. So I want to be on Crosstalk, who takes out luck out of the equation, and just a small specking on Times Square. Okay. I just think that it's a French little bit of an unknown. Uh, it's contested Group 1s over in France, and if it stays dry, I think... I oh, actually know it wants a little bit more give in the ground, but... It, it definitely seems talented. It'll sit midfield with cover and 
we'll really find out how strong the international contingent are moving forward, and he could be a smoky for the actual Donny itself as well. Love that. All right, last of the day, 1,400 metres, Tamerlane is the fave. Zach Lloyd claiming two for Godolphin. It's a little bit of a drift. Um, Mount I, Ryan Maloney's riding for Casey Fogden. A couple of bucks into 480. Good win last night at Rose Hill, beating Tamerlane. Substantial is there. Pretty much halved its quote. Was $8. It's now 480. Fine point is there. Zara's aboard. Catalan uh, on the little drift. Wicklow's there. Ida. And then a bunch of others at bigger odds. But who takes out the last? Tommy? Yeah, tough one. I was uh, with Maotai last start, so you got to think um, they might have found it here with Maotai, just ridden a bit quietly, pug aboard for Casey, so very intriguing. I, if I was backing something out of that form, it'd definitely be Maotai. The other one that uh, interests me is Wicklow. I think um, first up, Preble aboard. Uh, seems to go well at Rose Hill, but more of a second up horse, but a couple of quiet uh, trials, I think, so... Intriguing to see how Wicklow goes. I'm just each way bet on Wicklow. Koi? Uh, Maotai was huge last start. Uh, it was absolutely bolting. And great steer once again from Pug Maloney because it was absolutely boxed in, but he managed to squeeze out in that small field. And he had a lap full of horse that day. And if that's the progression we're going to be seeing, I think, and that wasn't a gut buster by any stretch. So I think it'd be rock hard fit coming into this. Uh, yeah, he is penalised two kilos, obviously, from that win going into the same grade again this week, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think 58 kilos, Maotai again, great price. As for that, Tamerlane's a bit of a lay for me. I, I think it was very flat last start in the same race as Maotai. Catlin, yeah, little qualms about him. And then Substantial, I wish I got the eight bucks for it. I wish I got the eight bucks. Yeah, it's come in. Because that trial... Uh, behind in the Congo, in the Congo and uh, Shadow Crush, I think it was, who ran first and third in that trial, were both getting its ears scrubbed off in the last two, uh, last furlong, let's say, and Substantial is just sitting yeah, softly ridden and finding the line, and I think it was only nosed out. Um, in the Congo... It on was the, in the Congo, yeah. In the Congo in the, uh, is going to the William Reed, a mm-hmm. Group 1, whilst... This bloke, substantial. This ex-European is going around in a benchmark 88. So, if I know it's only a trial, I get it, but I can see why the money has gravitated towards this Snowden runner. And wish I had the eight bucks because that way I would have made it a nice HY play. But uh, for now, I'm going to back Maotai on the nose. Okay, Maotai. All right, we go to Flemington. We're just going to look at the Tab Australian Cup. Uh, Cascadian favourite. Uh, it did open 460, got smashed, I remember, on the day straight into it's now 360. So Ben Mellum is aboard, drawn a little wide. Mawanga is there, drawn wide for um, Annabelle at seven bucks. Right, you are. Uh, Benny Allen is there. That was a good win at Flemington last night. It's also coming off a bunch of wins. Nonconformist. Uh, Steinem, bit of a bit of a uh, drift. Bank Moore, I had a good win at Mooney Valley last night. A miss emissary, Numerian. And then a bunch of others at big odds. But is this Cascadian, Tommy? I just worry about um, Cascadian at 2,000. I, I much prefer it at the mile. I think I want to back things out of that um, Ranvet. I think that form is just going to be gold. Um, especially if Montefilia wins earlier that day. I think Mawanga really, really um, rates well here. Uh, right you are. I, look... Deserves to be that price. It's um really been really consistent. Got the picket fence against it, so uh, 
intrigued by it and Steinem as well, just if it can back up what it did first up. But I'm going to stick with Mawanga. Just I think that's the right form to be coming out of at the moment. Coey, Cascadian? I can't disagree with what Tommy has to say. I I like the short back backup that Cascadian's having off the back of the All-Star Mile. It's obviously rock-hard fit, ready to rock and roll again, back-to-back weekends. And I see what Tommy's saying coming out of the wait-for-age kind of company, proper group one. Mwanga was... I don't think it was ridden the correct way, so to speak. So I think it has every chance to probably have a more front-running role in this, which, if that were to be the case, it's going to be hard to, hard to catch. But I think right you are is probably the form line. The in-form horse, definitely, by... Yeah. It's won, what, five or six on on the trot. 2,000 metres, no problem. Ran Flemington last start in the Australian Cup prelude. I think... I'm not sure what the record books state in terms of prelude into Australian Cup victory double, but... This is definitely a horse that could do the double. Um, it's a shame that Mark Zara won't be down there to ride. He'd be up in Sydney. Sydney yeah. But <sighs> Benny Allen, take a bow. Let's go. Right, yep. you, right you are on top. All right, right you are. It's also been Val and Declare both times. Came second um, the last two starts. Uh, let's mention, what is it, Friday night... Uh, What's it called? The William Reed is going around at Mooney Valley. Uh, race number seven. These are always good fun at the Valley under lights and a bit of a sprint. So Imperatees is a favourite. Opie is riding. It's $3.40. In the Congo is there. It's drawn inside. It's been pounded. $14 into $6.50. Jigsaw, $6.50. Bendetta, drawn a bit wide, but it's 9 into $7.50. Bella Nipatina opened twenty six bucks. It's now nine. Also drew wide. You got Babylon Berlin, King of Sparta, a case you are. Even September Run often doesn't run bad. Uh, and we got to just mention Rock and Horse at the big odds as well. But uh, Tommy, you like one here, mate? Yeah, I do, mate. Just look at the form. Look, Imperatives is deserve a favourite. It's um, been running really well. I just don't know about the New Zealand sprinting form, and I'm really worried about horses that haven't run at the Valley first up. So I'm, I can't take that price in the Congo. I think can um, run run okay. It saw it come out of that um, Newcastle Hunter form, and then it's had a few trials here, ready to go first up. First up form's good. It's drawn well. Uh, Jigsaw's been consistent, but I haven't seen it in a Group 1 yet, so I, I can't... C- copy it and same with Benedetta a consistent form but want to see it do it uh, with the big ones and that leads me to Bella Nipatina is just um, keeps running really consistent races loves the valley just um, just all around uh, it flies at the valley especially at the um, 1200 meter uh, just uh, won a group one there last prep um, really good third in the new market uh, was it the Oakley plate or the new market first up um. Anyway, behind Kulangata first up and a bit of a soft run there, but really setting up for its its valley run here. So I'm all over Bella Nipatina. I've had I've dipped uh, into the well a couple of times with pre noms and then after acceptances. So the gate's a little bit of worry. No Craig Williams, bit of a worry, but I still think she's the classy horse here. She was she was mentioned around some Everest horses last prep, which you can't say about a lot of these runners. Mm-hmm. So um, Bella Nipatina for me. Coey? Tricky, tricky. So tricky. I reckon it's a really tough one. 
I can totally understand why Imperatrice is favourite. Chips in. <laughs> yeah, Tom, <laughs> Tommy's chips in. So, I mean, luckily I'm not invested here. Um, what did you say you had three grand on? No. Four? Four? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, something like that. Um, Just pocket, kept going up every after Four dollars. Yeah, po- pocket Each change. Um, so, I get why Imperatrice is, you know, favourite. Comes out of that Canterbury Stakes. Second, strong. And Opie blo- Bossom coming over the ditch. Love that. Mm-hmm. Right? But... The price is a little bit short for mine. In the Congo, uh, on the other hand, Barrier One, Timmy Clark on board. I love that. Uh, and give me a slice of Benedetta at the 54 kilos. That English sprint, Jason Warren has underrated trainer in my eyes and has got this girl absolutely tip-top. And that, they brained them. Or she brained them in that English sprint last start. Down at Flemington, and I can see it happening again. I don't think the barrier is going to be an issue. I think it'll settle towards the back of the field. Let the pace sort itself out, then 400 out, let's say. Yeah. Even if it's five wide, I think it's got a, a real electric turn of foot. Carrying that lightweight should move forward and could be the one that swoops late. So in the Congo on top, but Benedetta's my watch horse. Benedetta's going to be a good watch, I reckon. Um, all right, well, well, do we mention the Albury Gold Cup? There's a bit happening in Albury. Um, it is one of the great couple of days there. did it a few years ago. Uh, Man Kayan is going around as the favourite. So it's a 2,000-metre uh, run, and Bo Mertens is aboard for the Eustace Stable and Kieran Marks. 4.60 into 3.30. Bell Toro is there. Pretty much halved quote. No jock there, so not sure what the go is. Uh, Summer Beal, Winona Costin, and Gay Waterhouse. Nines into fives. Riverina Cyclone. Banger is there. Um, nothing else overly has been backed, especially not at odds. But um, Bell Toro, um, Tommy, do you know anything what's going on there? Any jock or what the story is? No. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, Fucking good chat. Summerbill, though, a very intriguing horse. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not too sure about this form, but I'll definitely have something each way on my old mate, uh, the Guru. The Guru. What about you? Coey? I don't mind backing Summerbill, but um, in, t- in terms of distance and everything else, I think it maps really well. Uh, comes out of, I guess, Metro Formlands is probably what you want to see in the Albury Cup, which is, you know, big dance eligibility race. So, you know. You got a roughie here, don't you? Uh, yeah, but I, I do have a little roughie. Um, this ex Hong Kong horse, Ria Zan, mm-hmm. number three. It needs to stay dry. That's the problem. So I'm, I, I think there is a little bit of rain coming, and it's already. I think it's a soft five or a six today, so it needs to dry up a touch. But that run in the blamey stakes last start, if it got clear running earlier, I'm not saying it's going to win, but it lost by three point six lengths behind nonconformist pounding, who are going around in the Australian Cup, right? Yeah. Um. I think it would have been definitely minor money. It might have even snapped up second. I think it, it, it came home really strong. Sustained speed was good. It seemed like a typical, you know, uh, Hong Kong type. Third up, 2,000 metres, slight query. But as long as it's dry, I think it's got every chance. And 23 bucks, I could spec a little bit. Love that. 23 bucks. I'm just on a horse that's going around at Aubrey called Miller Time. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Miller time. Um, have we got anything else around the country in the next few days? Is there any other venues? I know Tommy you know, might have something at Coonamble or something like that. Wellington. You're close, yeah. My, one of my favourite <laughs> meetings of the year 
the Wellington boot on Sunday. Stand by. <laughs> um, Sprite came second in a Wellington boot. Almost got there. All right. Quasimodo. Wow, big, big field. What's it called? Quasimodo. Clint Ludnam, Grant Buckley uh, was in around Two that magic old, million yeah. form. So I think six dollars fifty for Grant it. Buckley, eh? Not bad. Yeah. And then Pat Farrell, I think, has won three or four of these. He's got always has one in this every year. Hundred to one. <laughs> a toker. A toker. Just have seen it, Matty Derrick. Something each way. Okay, let's have a look at that. I oh, know he's got another one as well. Lord of the Dance. <laughs> Okay, Quinella. I'll ask Pat. Yeah, Quinella. Kelly, anything to add? Nothing to add. I haven't really done any other form outside of uh, Rose Hill. So, all right. Well, championships and stuff is coming up in the next few weeks. They're going to be good ones. Uh, We wrap it up with a couple of football. So, Tommy, are you guys going to? You guys are in all sorts at the moment. The Storm are absolutely horrendous while Manly are flying. Will the Storm lose to the Tigers? I think the problem for Melbourne in the last couple of years is they're straight out of the gate, and then by the end of the year they're just uh, just um, no Munster must be line. like. So hopefully with Pappy coming, maybe getting fit around towards the finals, then we can just find a bit late instead of just flying early. So hopefully, um, hopefully the Tigers players in the form this week. When's Pap's back? Is He's not for ages, I don't like, think. Are we I... talking like July or August or something like that? I don't think they're going to rush. I yeah. Just, they said six to eight, but potentially more. I think it's such a weird injury that your kneecap got shattered compared to like, oh, you've done your ACL or yeah. you've got a hamstring tear. Like, Good yeah. doco, though. Did you watch yeah, that? I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's um, lived, it, lived it up. What about you? What do you reckon? Can Melbourne lose to the Tigers? It would be good stuff if they did. The Tigers are dog shit. Yeah, they are shit ass. Like I, think a, I heard, did I hear Dewey is playing fullback? Yeah, he's moving back. Might be out with turf toe. Yeah, I would. that's what I would say too if I was put the fullback against the Storm. Um, or just putting that orange and black jersey on. Manly? To beat Souths? I'm all about it. I'm tipping Manly. Yeah, likewise. Tommy won't. Surprise. Tommy won't. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. I just think we're flying at them. I'll keep tipping in until we um until we lose, I guess. But what are we paying at the moment? Two thirty five. Oh, that's juicy. Yeah, the line I don't know what it is, but it's probably a three or four. I'd have to have to assume two thirty five though. That's <laughs> even the one to twelve. That's so funny. Tommy just got the weirdest call, Mister. Um... <laughs> okay, don't worry. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it, I guess. Um, rugby league. Nothing more to add. I mean. Enjoy your enjoy your tipping on there. Hopefully the Broncos get done by the Dolphins. That would be fantastic. But without Felice, who copped four weeks, which I think is a bit stiff, even though Joey was carrying on saying it was the one of the worst things in the game. But um, should we work out like a best bet or a multi or something? And I will go hard. Maybe I should do. I'm going to do win. I'm going to do win on Montefilia. Um, We'll work out what a place we'll pay after we do it. But I'm going to just, I'm going to go Montefiore to win. Uh, I guess I'm getting about five bucks, we'll say now. Uh, Tom, do you have one? Yep, going to Flemington, the Roy Higgins. We're going to Flemington, which is race... Five or six, I think. Okay, race five. Favourite, Goldman. Goldman, Goldman. Yeah. Jordan Childs and Gay Waterhouse. That is 270. Running well at the moment. Well, well Solcombe is... Um, Solcombe's a cracker race. This is to get into the cup, isn't it? Yeah. The what, sorry? The Roy Higgins? Uh, no. no. Oh, it's not? It's not an eligibility race. No, no. I thought it was. Like a ballot exempt race, no. All right, Coe, who are you with? I'm going the import statement to live up to his namesake. Where is that? What race again? Uh, it'll be running in race six. 
think we were six. Statements. Emancipation. E. Yeah. John Allen. So to win. Okay, yeah, we're doing them all news. to win. All right, we are getting 65 to 1. All right, optimistic. Uh, so it looks like Tom will probably kick things off, then go, and then I'll come home strong with Montefilia, probably to run second, which will be brutal. But um, all right, thank you, boys. Enjoy uh, the weekend. Now that you don't have to go to the track, both of you, Coe, you're probably, when are you back at work? Next week? I'm going to the track Saturday. Are you? Oh, yeah. there you go. If you want to buy Kohai a beer or a meat pie, go see him. Get a couple of tips off him. Um, he's we'll, very impartial to a free beer, I'd say. We'll be drinking. Yeah. Are you in the members? Oh, we'll be drinking somewhere. Go for, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, go find him if you would like to have a schooner on the weekend. All right. Thank you, boys. Cheers, lads.